When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. George Webb, and because I'm a moron, I thought we were doing it yesterday, but we're doing it today. That's not important. Nobody listening cares about that. Mr. Webb, please introduce yourself, sir. Oh, hey, uh, I'm George Webb. Um, been doing uh, citizen journalism, I guess, for five years now. I was a network guy fixing computers and networks and kind of switched in this fairly late in life, uh, but I moved to Washington, D.C., tried to drain the swamp, all that good stuff. I was there on January 6th, went through all those travails and trying to pick up the pieces right now, all that. I was there, yeah. I was there. I should have gotten a lot of trouble from that. That's a story for offline another time. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's – so I originally asked you about the Defense Threat Reduction Agency, but I was looking at your Twitter, and, um, yeah, I I, want to know what – and for everybody listening, this is uh, – very busy, so it's going to be a short podcast, but we'll come back and do a, no, a longer one. About Fort Detrick. So about two weeks ago, I had on Dr. Ken Alabek, the head of Soviet Biopreparat, and we talked about COVID. I've had on Dr. Roger Hodkinson, and we are talk about COVID, and I've been banned from YouTube twice now for talking about COVID. It seems with the FOIA releases of Fauci's emails, gain of function, and of course all the bullshit now as of today about the Delta variant, are we gonna? Are we ever gonna see it come back to to Fort Detrick, or is this gonna be JFK, where we can get kind of close and, but then you know, it turns into an event horizon of mirrors, and we don't know who it was. We have like James Jesus Angleton saying, when asked about the JFK assassination, he said, "The agency is a big mansion, and I know not all the rooms." And it's like, well, what did you mean by that? Why didn't you just say no? Why didn't you just say no? It's what? Do you, what? What? Where's your research taking you right now? If you can answer that. Sure. Uh, we went up to Dietrich a lot in 2017, 2018. And what we had done, uh, I was with a ex-cop researcher at that time. She was from California and she had come out from California to help me. And we were looking into this trucking company that seemed to be very closely associated with Peter Strzok and Lisa Page out of Columbus, Ohio, and then uh, Frederick, Maryland, which was Fort Dietrich. And it seemed like they were kind of moving uranium illegally for a long time and then they moved the farsi speaking everyone in the company seemed to speak farsi which is obviously spoken in iran uh which we thought was unusual (laughs) little (laughs) yeah and uh so we went up there and we interviewed all the people there and uh the the husband could speak arabic and the wife could speak russian and Iranian and she's you know she she said she grew up in Iran and her kids grew up in Iran they spoke uh, Farsi and then the, they they had both married Iranian husbands who both were one of them was in the nuclear industry so we, just, we just saw a lot of connections and everything was moving they were a contractor for the Defense Threat Reduction Agency this is the highest level Q clearance when you move these materials either nukes or bios so uh, we've been watching really Fort Detrick for five years, almost almost five years now. And then the other sister 
place. Uh, it's kind of like they developed the bioweapons at Dietrich and then down in Fort Belvoir, which is the intelligence command of all the intelligence agencies. Uh, it's called INSCOM or INSCOM. Uh, that seemed to be where all the deployment was, all the decisions to actually spray somebody. Uh, and the little group inside Belvoir was called Task Force Orange. They were the same guys doing uh, Agent Orange back in Vietnam. So between those two, we spent a lot of time in the last five years. We saw Fauci come out yesterday and say, we don't want to test in Fairfax, Virginia, a new virus or a new vaccine. We want to test it in Wuhan. And he was talking about uh, the DTRA in Fort Belvoir moving uh, you know, vials for testing all the way to Wuhan. So, I mean, Fauci almost came out and admitted that he's been using, you know, China as a testing partner yesterday. Are we going to see now the first, obviously the first line of, I guess, important uh, revelations to to explore are, was it, in, you know, was it made in a lab? And I think it's pretty clear it was. The next thing is intent, did it slip out on the shoe or was it released in lockstep with China, the 2049 plan, the 100-year marathon, asymmetrical warfare, unrestricted warfare? We know everything they're about, and I don't think that they really deserve a benefit of the doubt. So if it comes down to, okay, we know it came from here, was it intentional or was it accidental? What do you well, believe? We, we- we found one family at the center of all this. Uh, their name began with a B and ended with an I, but I'll get you kicked off of wherever you're still broadcasting if I say the name. Uh, but let's just say it sounds a lot like bananas. Okay. And we found a bunch of bananas. We found five bananas that were either involved in being a courier for the for NATO, a spy chief for NATO, or a uh, liaison to NATO at the Pentagon, or somebody who's getting the proposals, the vaccines for NATO. One family name gives it the BNs with an I. Just say, not it. Now- Just say it. I don't care if we get kicked off. Are you sure? Uh, Let's do it. You got to shine light uh, onto things. You can't You can't hide in the shadows. Okay. It's uh, It's Ben and it ends in Assy. So if okay. you put all that together, you get ben uh, a, a good Nazi. Let's just say a good Nazi. A Ben Nazi. A Ben Nazi. A Nazi. Yeah, so anyway, um, anyway, I, I... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Was kind of lit up on 60 Minutes and CNN for saying the name, but we had information, a whistleblower from Fort Belvoir who said that there was an illegal, uninformed uh, vaccine and virus testing program at about seven or eight different U.S. Army forts. And it had been going on for 30 years. Fauci, Burks, and Redfield were doing it for HIV, developing that, trying to develop that uh, vaccine, which they still haven't done. And then they just decided to go over to this coronavirus because they actually could develop a vaccine. So supposedly there was this artificial uh, antidote, battlefield antidote that you could 
you know, inoculate your troops with before you send them in the battle and you could spray the opposition. That was the rumor. Mm-hmm. Of course, we had the two black doctors at Fort Belvoir, <clears throat> highly decorated colonels that were assassinated a few days ago on their front yard. Wait, what? That didn't... Uh, they got shot uh, in their front yard. I think they were coming back, uh, supposedly interrupting their son and two other people from rummaging through their house. Um, and they they were the doctors that approved or supposedly gave the clean bill of health to our U.S. athletes going to the NATO Wuhan Games in October of 2019. So I had done a story that had said, now this is back in March 2020, uh, we had a guy from a Japanese television station, White House correspondent, and he had said, hey, the Chinese foreign minister and the foreign ministry is saying that the, these athletes from Fort Belvoir brought the virus and they're responsible. So I covered that story. And of course, they said I didn't have my sources. And they said I was conspiracy theorist. There's no such thing as a lab leak. And now here we are 16, 17 months later, everybody's saying lab leak. We just don't know which lab. So that's kind of where we're at right now. I saw a funny meme the other day, and it said, what's the difference between a conspiracy theory and fact? And it said 12 to 18 months. But yeah. <laughs> it, it's about right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, so what I keep trying to break, and as a 30-year-old with a biology degree, it's not like I was in the CIA for 50 years, but nonetheless, I'll bullshit and speculate wildly. I try to break down what would be the intention of releasing covid it's not a good bioweapon if your goal is to kill everyone. Now, I get the whole inoculate your soldiers and then spray the enemy. I mean, that goes back to, was it, uh, Dr. Bloma in the Nazi, in the Reich Marshal, the, the sword and the shield program, the sword being the virus, the shield being you vaccinate your own soldiers. We saw that with Unit 731 in Imperial Japan and with Ken Albeck and Biopreparat. So to me, it doesn't make sense as a, as a bioweapon. It does make sense, on the surface at least, that that it would be used to as an as a form of asymmetrical warfare. They can't China can't take on the United States aircraft carriers or bases or space for or satellites or the sheer number of, of weapons we have and storage and caches all around the world. What can they do? Just like they could do with fentanyl. I mean opium wars, we could see fentanyl. We know that do that with cyber attacks. Why wouldn't they do it with COVID if Trump's waging a tariff war against them and they're losing? That makes sense to me. But then I always have to stop and go, if it makes sense to me, is that really what it is? Because these are intelligence agencies. They've been doing this shit since before my grandparents were born. Do I really have it figured out? So when I see a bioweapon that on the surface, oh, it's from Wuhan and it hurts the United States and allows China to fight back, that's got to be a Chinese weapon. But I also don't want to fall hook, line, and sinker for some USS Maine or Gulf of Tonkin shit or, you know, WMDs. And I can't help but think, isn't it a little too obvious that it's from Wuhan? Like, if China wanted to release a a bioweapon, wouldn't you release it like three miles from the CDC to make it look like the U.S.? So when it's released from Wuhan... Part of me feels like I'm being set up to beat the war drums to go, we got to go take out China and like... I don't think it's above the U.S. to go release something right there. And so what is the ultimate goal of it? Is it actually a U.S. weapon to provide a plausible uh, uh, catalyst for us to go and fight China, which 
we've been putting off for 20 years and maybe they just want to, maybe it's a bunch of bloodthirsty generals that just want to get it out of the way. Or I could just be completely wrong and it really was from a bat fucking a pangolin or whatever it was. What, what, do, you, what do you think? It's, yeah. Uh, well, I, 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 yeah, I think um, <laughs> those are a lot of good possibilities and I, I believe that you should consider all the possibilities. What I try to do in my investigative work is follow the money and I started with who built the W, uh, you know, the WIV uh, or Wuhan Institute of Virology lab. And it was built by Sanofi Aventis, uh, a French company, a guy named Alain Mario. And then there was another lab built in Wuhan uh, for research in 2009, I believe. Uh, the Wuhan lab's a little younger than that. It's like uh, four or five years old. But that lab was built by Pfizer. So when I... Yeah. So when I see the pharma, big pharma's putting the money in there, I, I, I see the, hey, you generate enough fear and I'll get the trillions. Mm. And so I want a light bioagent, a mock virus or something that's just enough to kill a few, but generate a lot of fear. And then I want to buy, a, a, you know, like an event 201 with Bill Gates and Klaus mm. Schwab, with, you know, World Economic Forum and Very Gates Foundation. Yeah to scare the bejesus out of everybody and uh, get the trillions. Once you get the trillions, you can kind of let the thing die off. You yeah. know what I mean? I think most of the vaccine companies got the trillions. And then if you look at Sanofi at Venice is really the hand behind doing the heavy lifting. Uh, you're a biology major, so you know uh, some of this uh, with the synthetic RNA and, and, and that is not, that's the heavy lifting. Sanofi's helping Pfizer with that and Sanofi's also helping Moderna with that. And Sanofi also has her own vaccine coming out. Then there's this idea of structural biology, which means you can make an inorganic analog to the natural. And that's also nanoferrit and uh, scaffolding. And then you can hang stuff like spike proteins off the scaffolding. So that's also something Sanofi's involved in. And just to keep it fun, a guy named Tim Aliphantus is the key guy. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> The comet yeah. ping pong, the brother. Is no, that, no, no, no. Is that the same that's last a distraction. name? No, no. Yes, yeah, same no, last I, name. Well, that's that's right. I know it's a distraction. I know, but yeah. I mean, yeah. what? Same last name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think they're related. They're cousins or something. But James Elephantis is just this guy who's supposed to be out there, you know, in love with David Brock, who's Mr. Yeah. Media Matters, yeah. who's yeah. Mr. Spin. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, once you get the money, it doesn't really matter. And you're right. I mean, not to make light of it, but let's look at something like 9-11, 3,000 Americans dead. But out of 340 million at the time, I mean, that's less than that's less than a tenth of 1% of the population versus what can we get out of it? We catalyst to go into Iraq. We can seize oil wells if we want trillions of dollars of defense contracting. Dick Cheney, vice president at the time, former CEO of Halliburton, who got $40 billion in kickbacks. I mean... In the grand scheme of things, it it not it would be I wouldn't believe it if nine eleven was a nuclear attack and there was actual damage. But I mean, it, it's pretty light compared to what we could gain from it. COVID, okay, bad, but I mean, it's not thermonuclear war. It's very much. It's just enough to yeah scare the shit out of people, and to get the money, and who do, and they and they're obsessed with power. I mean, and if you could require a yearly vaccine. I mean, that's just right. That's just making someone renew their their yearly Adobe 
clinical or not clinical trial, their yearly trial for the rest of their life. I mean, it might all come back to money. It might come back. To, I don't know. Is it, is it, I'm ten, I'm starting to lean more towards, I think it was, I think it was us making it look like China and we're going to use that to fight them and the rest of the world will cheer it on. Yeah. Or, or the joint venture idea, which you said, which is both, Yeah. Uh, which is if you're in 50, 50, yeah, why not? And, and so I, I think there's a lot of good thinking there that you've done and, um, you know, Dick Cheney hit the nail on the head. He also made a lot of money with anthrax, yeah. with Bioport, and then selling an anthrax vaccine. Um, again, it's got rush, rush, warp speed, got to send me the trillions now. Uh, we'll think about it later. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, you see it with you see it with 9-11 right after 9-11. If you have an idea to fight terrorism, it's funded bar none you want it what a tia total information awareness you want a billion go get it you, we will need more translators to the nsa go get it you want to put a laser-based chemical weapon on a 747 who cares if it ever works it's funded it's done look i'm doing something and the machine just trundles on and by the time anyone figures it out it's been 20 years by the time anyone starts to piece together 9-11 we got covid and by the time they piece together covid we'll have whatever and I've now kept you for the 20 minutes that I said I would keep you. Actually, no, I'm only at 16 minutes. So I'm actually going to steal you for three more minutes. Okay. <laughs> what, all good. What, what it, what I'm is having all, fun. This is good. Yeah, it's, like. it's awesome. No, it's, I love talking to people, but I, I, I mean, I, I know you're moving and shit, so I can go forever. I always tell guests okay. that. I give them the option to bail out because I'll keep you verbally hostage. Okay. <laughs> what is on your immediate horizon with this? What do you think of COVID passports and also... Is there any tie to kind of the the conspiracy? I mean, at least I've been hearing for the last 20 years. Is this tied in eugenics or population control? Or is that too, is that a distraction? Is that too far off the deep end? Well, I don't think you can rule it out. I mean, anything time you mentioned Henry Kissinger, who's a, you know, a really good buddy of Klaus Schwab and Klaus Schwab's dad. Uh, was a Nazi, the you know the banner year Nazi contractor, and a lot of the Nazis ended up going over those Alps into Switzerland and starting drug companies. If you remember, I.G. Farben, yep. you know, kind of constructed the concentration camps. Yeah, and they went in. I, you know, Auschwitz was 100% wholly owned by I.G. Farben, so they they kind of uh, disintegrated and then reformed. And Sanofi Aventis, the, the people who built the Wuhan lab. One of the IG Farben satellites was called Huxt. They broke it into four companies, Bayer, Huxt, BASF, and so forth. And that became the Aventus part of Sanofi Aventus there in Lyon, France. So I just definitely feel those old Nazi things with Schwab and Kissinger is the biggest, you know, double agent ever. Um, and it's always been on their radar for... I don't know if depopulation just to reduce population, but depopulation to reduce the other guys, yeah, and and increase our guys, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I emailed uh, Henry Kissinger's secretary. I never heard back. I don't know why he wouldn't want to come <laughs> on here. It's uh, but yeah, it's it's. Do you see the faces of five million Indo Chinese every time you close your eyes? Yeah, it's. It does seem like man, if that's not my favorite plot from um. 
Oh, what's it called? If that's not my favorite plot from Captain America is the idea that there is a Fourth Reich. And, and I know I sound, I've completely lost all credibility with you now that I'm citing Captain America. But I love the idea of uh, of a bunch of Nazis coming back via Operation Paperclip and then them taking over from the inside. And they've evolved and become smarter. And instead of saying we're the Fourth Reich, they just leave up this flag. It... Well, there's a book. I mean, Klaus Schwab wrote The Fourth Industrial Evolution about uh, robots taking over bio uh, symbiosis with people with chips. And, really? you know, oh, yeah. Fourth, fourth, read Fourth Industrial Revolution by Klaus Schwab. Um, and he also wrote The Great Reset, which is about COVID and what a great opportunity this is for the world to go into, um, you know, get the chips in your body and, and let's start. Uh, revolutionizing the world with uh, with robots, so that's that's really happening. It's it was all too convenient, you know. We he he did the PR launch with Event Two Hundred One, and then now he's got the book. Yeah, it's it it it, it does it, the mind almost sort of suspends it because it's it's too absurd to think about. Like we can grasp. We can we can grasp invading armies. We can we can grasp dirty Wall Street bankers. We can grasp the defense contractors, right? I mean, Smedley Butler, Eisenhower, military industrial complex. We can kind of it's it's in the public consciousness that we know there's this big dark machine that okay, sure, whatever. But once we start getting to this weird transcendence kind of thing, leaving biology or create becoming hybrids and then evolving past that. It, your mind almost kind of shuts it out because you can't even you look at it and you go no that couldn't be that, that it's too absurd but it's not the vi- we don't have the villains of old we don't have the you know the mustache and the tying the beautiful girl to the train tracks we don't have that anymore we are moving towards this is the future this is the insanity that is the future and it's one thing i bring up on this podcast all the time and it, i'm sure people tune out as soon as i go into it but i don't think you can I mean, I mean, what what's the biggest threat of, of robotics? I have on this podcast a lot Dale Comstock, who's the youngest member ever of Delta Force and who worked in the CIA's Special Activity Division for nine years. Real-life James Bond shit. If you could have... If the hyper-elite could have their own form of robotics, not just an automation and not needing the, the little man to work the, work the assembly line anymore but then actually turn it into force amplification and projection, like a bunch of iRobots, why would you not scan a brain like Dale Comstock and now instead of having a, a you know a strong-willed individual who's going to protect the Constitution, you have a bunch of robots that will not question authority and will not question orders. And now, because the sort of limiting factor right now is you can't be too evil because at some point the soldiers do question it. Granted, all the Nazis, I'm just following orders. But what happens when a Bezos or a Fauci or a, a Kissinger just have 100,000 robots that are bulletproof and run on solar power? I mean, you truly can take over the world. And again, I'm sure most people are now unsubscribing because they're like, oh, Tommy's finally gone off the deep end. But it's the future. It's where we're heading. Well, you're exactly right, and this isn't Star Wars or anything. Uh, as far as drone tanks, small drone tanks, you don't need to have the compartments uh, that you normally have to, so you get much better gas mileage. Again, you, you mentioned that they don't want to get in harm's way with humans, drivers. Yeah, remote tanks don't consider the risks. And same thing with planes. Uh, again, much better uh, 
designs because you don't have to accommodate humans. You don't have to do air pressure or worry about any of those things. So, uh, and these have been used. This is called MechWar, M-E-C-H, and General Grange, the same guy who orchestrated the attack in Libya for the taking of Tripoli in the Hillary emails, is the same person who wrote the book on MechWar. And this is the things, that, you know, when they talk about it at Bilderberg, makes everybody, you know, you know, a little tingly, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, our own armies that we could just, you know, uh, have a whole bunch of guys at Creech playing video games, uh, Creech Air Force Base in Nevada, and we can attack anywhere we want. Really, that's great. And, then, and the general Petraeuses are the kind of guys at KKNR that go to Kissinger and present these types of things to Klaus Schwab and so forth, and they love it. They love this stuff. And then, well, I mean, the next step above that is why even have guys playing the video games in the con Xboxes? Why not make them automated? Why not use AI? Why do you even need? Because even then, if you have a guy in a Connex box flying the Predator, there is still a chance he's going to go, this isn't right. What happens when it's just a software thing that you hit execute? Yep. Oh, absolutely. No question about it. And they're definitely moving in this direction. This was a Nazi dream. Yeah. And if you look at, I wrote a book called The Q Loophole. If you look at the Q level clearance, it's totally walled off. It's the highest level of clearance. It's the Department of Energy clearance. It's totally walled off from all the other military agencies, and those are the ones that the the Nazi, like you mentioned, the paperclip guys came in on, and they went to Dayton Advanced Research Lab and worked on the drones, as you mentioned. They worked on drone submarines that search their target forever. The Intel, uh, the Kinetic uh, Sea Scout does that. Uh, they worked on uh, you know the MQ Reaper drone at General Atomics in San Diego will fly forever. They're working on nuclear power sources that never land ever. Same thing with uh, torpedoes that just search forever. They do surveillance until they decide to arm themselves and fire. So this isn't Star Wars. This has been worked on very carefully over the last 20 years. You said you wrote a book called Q Clearance? The Q uh, Loophole. Oh, Jesus. Well, that's my next book. And that's I'm you don't have a say in the matter. I'm having you back on. We're going to talk about that. That's good. I have on I have on tons of authors and this is right up my right up my alley. All right, I just made a note of that. Um Yeah, no, we see that. We see that with the B twenty one Raider, the replacement for the B two spirit. I mean, we we're approaching this uncanny valley of of Skynet shit. We're now taking something that's capable of stealth and carrying nuclear weapons and we're saying, eh, it might be AI. Who's gonna bring it down if we put it up? But that's the thing is I don't think you want because it requires no human input you want to move less and less pieces of the machine you want it more automated to where it's just you in control and you control every facet of it and then the step forward from that is going to be what's well, probably going to be nanotechnology some sort of gray goo scenario where again it sounds like we're smoking crack but that that is the step that's that is the next quantum leap from robotics to where you have an iRobot type RoboCop thing to where you just have swarms of invisible to the human eye machinery that can do anything. And to what you were saying about removing the humans, I mean, we see that with space flight. Look how much trouble it was to put men on the moon versus once we started removing them, we just put up keyhole and corona and hexagon satellites or we go to Mars and we have little rovers driving around. Once you remove the humans, you can do anything. With fighter aircraft, you don't need to worry about G-forces and blacking out. Well, you know, the kind of unspoken part is they also don't have morals. 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, at the TACOM, which is the tank command in Detroit, Michigan, they've been working on RoboCop uh, type units for quite some time. It was actually, the movie was filmed there. So, uh, yeah, so this isn't Star Wars or anything like that. Now, the only check we have is uh, with the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And uh, so I've worked quite a bit with uh, a son of an FBI agent who went over to work for the Joint Chiefs of Staff and was trying to uh, help Kennedy fight against the CIA. So I've, I've written a lot of books about that sort of thing. So we can chat about that. Absolutely. And, yeah. And we'll, we'll get into it a, a little bit more. Uh, so I, I really enjoyed this. This is really great, uh, uh, Thomas. And uh, you're uh, you're a very engaging host, and I, I look forward to meeting with you again. Absolutely, man. Yeah, no, it's um, it's once I have on an author that I like talking to, they've unfortunately signed they've signed over their soul. I go over through I go through their whole library, and I have them on. right now. I got Will Arkin in my grasp, and it's uh, I'm going through his book one by one. Generals have no clothes, unmanned, one by one. So I'm going to go through your library and. Um, Granted, not actually. I mean, if you don't want to come on, you don't have to come on. But I would love to go through your library and have you on and talk about all of them, man. You're a, you're a cool Anytime. fucking dude. It's, yeah. You're you're one guest that I've had a lot of people email me and ask, when are you having on George? And I was like, I'll try. I'll try. And then, uh, yeah, man. But um, I've kept you for eight minutes longer than I said I would. I know you're a busy man today. I'll send you an email, and um, I would love to do the Q loophole, and we can move from there. Awesome. Thank you, Thomas. It was great. Absolutely, man. God bless. And uh, God bless America. God bless you, George Webb. The truth will come out. And uh, yeah, if not, you don't want to be evil anyway. So I don't know. Do the right thing. Call your mom. Hold the door. Be a good person. All right, man. Take care. Thanks a lot. You take care. Recording stopped.